What's going on, lovely people? Welcome into the show. You're tuned in with Fred and Dre, and this is the Flea Flicker Show. Fred, I like the costume. How's it going, man? I like yours better. You're a little bit more, uh, a little more fully put together. <laughs> I just kind of put on a uh, old Batman Mardi Gras mask that I had from a couple from New Year's a few years ago, but rocking the other football jersey here, uh, some Ipswich mm. Town, Freddie Ladapo. So uh, kind of keeping the Fred and the Fred together. So um, yeah, uh, even though we're talking to NFL, let's get after. Um, hey, we yeah, like I like, we like both sides I like, of football. I like the. Uh, I do like the gangster look there for you. The old school gangster tilted hat. Look like my dad. The mobster. Um, yeah. Let's get into some trades though. Because there were yeah, trade there deadline is passed. It has happened. Um I don't know about you. I thought it was underwhelming. Not too much happened uh on the way in the way of contenders improving. But I'll let you touch on that a little bit more because you got the details. Yeah, I uh I really thought the Broncos were gonna do something. They were like totally quiet. I thought there'd be a lot more receivers dealt, to be honest. I thought it was going to be a receiver trade deadline thing, but there were a lot of edge rushers instead. But, uh, yeah, some of the trades, the Bills, they traded for corner Razul Douglas. I thought – I messaged you about this. I thought they were going to trade for a Dore Jackson with the Giants. I'm assuming they got a better deal for Razul Douglas, or maybe they just Ooh. thought he was a better player. Um, so I saw that uh, – I saw that the Giants had a deal for a Dore Jackson being traded. I believe to the Bills. Uh, no, it was to the 49ers. Uh, it was to the mm. 49ers, and they just didn't get it across in time. Both teams just kind of fumbled the bag on that. Damn. You hate to see it because Adore is probably not going to be back with the Giants, so it would have been nice to get something for him as a Giants fan. But we did get something for old big cat Leonard Williams. Traded him to the Seahawks for a second rounder. I think a fifth went with him too. A but second, that, a fifth. That's that's like a huge trade. That's, I, that's a lot of value. Yeah, that's more than I thought we would get for him. The kicker was we're paying his like full salary this year, which is huge. The Seahawks are only paying like seven hundred and fifty thousand of it, which I'm assuming is why they made the deal. Hopefully, he helps out the Seahawks. Um, big, big trade though. There, I, I like Leonard Williams a lot, so a little sad about it, but it was it was going to happen, you know. Um, other trade: the Lions traded for Donovan Peoples Jones from the Brownies. Uh, maybe not gonna make much of team. a difference. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he'll he'll make much either. They they already already have... they're already three wide receivers deep plus Laporta, uh, and Gibbs out of the backfield too. So I mean, where's Peoples Jones going to fit in there? He might be better than Josh Reynolds, but um, I don't think he's as good as that's... Jameson Williams. Yeah, no, I, that's even debatable with Reynolds to be honest. But we'll see. We'll see if they do anything with him. I don't think it was for much. So, um, the Jags traded for Ezra Cleveland from the Vikings to help out their O-line situation. The Vikings then turned around and gave the pick that they got for Ez- from Ezra Cleveland to the Cardinals for Josh Dobbs. Uh, I'm assuming, it, I guess it depends on what, what goes on with Jaron Hall this week for the Vikings, but I'm assuming they're going to have Josh Dobbs starting like next week, you know? I assume so. Uh, you know, can't imagine that the rookie, uh, I think out of BYU, uh, isn't going to amount yeah. to much here in the first year, especially with the, the BYU track record recently, having Zach Wilson uh, be an absolute train wreck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what he can do. We'll talk about that later, too. But 
Josh Dobbs makes the Vikings at least somewhat interesting. He looks pretty, pretty solid for the I mean, Cardinals. he made the Falcons pretty competitive. Or not Falcons, the, the Cardinals, wrong bird. Cardinals, yeah. uh, he made the Cardinals pretty competitive, and the Cardinals aren't a good team. So he should be able to do something with the Vikings. Uh, one, I don't know when Justin Jefferson comes back, but Addison is proving that he's a number one option himself. And uh, yeah, with Hawkins in there, too, he's going to be good. Yeah, Addison's been the best rookie receiver so far. So we'll see what they can do with Dobbs and him. Has he been the best rookie receiver? Uh, you're forgetting Puka I think so. Oh, Puka. I forget that he's even a rookie, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's no, too Puka's, polished. Puka is Puka's been nasty. Puka has been nasty. He was undrafted, <laughs> wasn't he? Or was he like a late round? I don't know. But I think he was crazy. a late round pick. But he killed it in his senior day. So, um, yeah. Mm. Anyway, the, the big news of the trade deadline was the commanders trading away young and sweaty, both of their D their edge rushers, chase young and Montez sweat. They gave chase young to the 49ers for a third round pick, which I thought he would cost more. Mm -hmm. And they gave Montez sweat to the bears who I didn't realize we're trying to get pieces right now. (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, They're nowhere near being competitive. Uh, Their QB is done for the season pretty much. And I don't, that's a question mark for me is just, them trading for sweat and giving up the assets to build on that team that is in a rebuilding mode. Uh, I mean, I understand that sweat is young still, but he's going to cost them money in a rebuilding time. Yeah. Uh, Chase Young should be, should be interesting for the Niners though. Um, it should be. I mean, it's, it's a hell of a tandem that he's going to make there with, with Bosa, but uh, there were a lot of other needs that they, they should have really gone after. I mean, obviously they were going after a Dory Jackson and it, it kind of fell through, but um, that would have been huge. I don't know that, adding Chase Young there really does too much for how far they can go uh, because mm-hmm. the pass rush is already a huge strength for them. I'm really interested to see what he can do as like the clear number two though. Cause they got what Bosa there, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he'll be able to just really pad his stats. Havoc. If anything, you know, and, and, and Hargrave too. I mean, you can't forget Hargrave as a defensive tackle. He had 10 sack, 10 plus sacks last year with Philly. So um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Jerry Judy, I really thought was going to get traded. He did I not. really thought he was going to get traded. The, the the Broncos think they're good, but I mean they did just beat the Chiefs, uh, and they played the Chiefs tough their first time. So uh, the Broncos seem to think they might be able to right the ship and get somewhere this year. But who knows? We'll see. It's a wild wild NFL year this year. So it is a wild year, and it was a wild week. I think this week was probably defined by quarterback injuries, as there were multiple this week. And uh, there were some bad ones. Uh, obviously, Kirk Cousins, the huge headliner, Torres, Torres Achilles, the, the Aaron Rodgers injury from week one. Uh, and he was not on the turf. Like, he was on the hybrid field. Uh, and they've, they have a field like Philly where it's kind of that hybrid mix of turf and grass. But um, I don't know, another, another Achilles injury. Yeah, it, it really sucks. The Vikings, I feel like they had a chance to make the playoffs, but I don't know if they do now. We'll We'll get into it. But like... It definitely hurts, especially with how good the Lions have been and creating more and more separation in that division. Mm-hmm. But let's get right into the games with Thursday night football. The Bills that they, they had the the Bucks come into town, and the Bills uh, they took care of business. But it was it was closer than I thought it was going to be. Bills took it twenty four to eighteen. What'd you think about it, man? So I don't think it was that close. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think the last touchdown for the Bucks kind of came with like two minutes left in the game, and they tried an onside kick. But 
the Bills, I wish it was closer, um, so I could have gotten more cook points, but um, utilizing him in the passing game, which they did seem to do that game, but uh, they righted the ship. They won a game that they should have won. Uh, they had been looking pretty poor recently, and they still didn't look like what we want them to be and what people think they'll be, so they still got some room to grow. And they didn't do yeah, it at that line either, so... Uh, or yeah. They got Rasul Douglas, but I mean, how much of a difference is that going to make? We'll see. One thing that went good for him, though, uh, Kincaid looks like he's finally finding his stride in that offense. Couple games in a couple row. Good games in a row. Kincaid looks yeah. good, man. He looks good. He's taking fully taking full advantage of Dawson Knox being out of that lineup. Mm-hmm. And Cooks got another touchdown stolen from him by Josh Allen this time. Uh, are you still starting him in your lineup? I'm not sure. <laughs> I did start him this week. Yeah. yeah. I did start him and, every uh, week. Yeah, I, I contemplated benching him. Um, I probably should have benched him. Uh, I started him in my flex and I benched Devonta Smith, uh, who had been underperforming, yes. and he had a great game against Washington. So we'll get to that later on. Yeah, but uh, it was uh, not a poor decision on my end. Yeah. One last thing I wanted to know from this game. Uh, I don't know if you watched it, but the Bills and Josh Allen had some fun audibles in this one. They called LeBron James. They called <laughs> J.R. Smith. Which, for some reason, a lot of people thought he said, um, the dog's going crazy. For some reason, uh, people thought he said, uh, what, what did they think he said? Ta- oh, Taylor. They thought he said Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift instead of J.R. Smith. I saw that. Yeah. I saw I saw the Taylor Swift audible, but it was J.R. Smith, he said. Yeah, it was J.R. Smith. I heard it like when, when I was watching. I heard him say J.R. Smith, and I was like, what the heck? They what should, are they doing? It, it, it should be free? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift would be better. <laughs> I feel like a J.R. Smith audible is fumbling the bag i mean it's like when it's like when he uh when lebron got in his face about holding the ball with like what was it like 20 seconds left or something he was trying to run out time because he thought they had the lead and they were losing (laughs) in the finals i'm pretty sure jr was just extremely intoxicated every time he played he was something (laughs) uh i don't know if he was high or what but he was something he was something let's move to the sunday games 1 p.m the texans and the panthers the rookie bowl Rookie quarterback bowl. We both thought the Texans were going to really handle it. CJ Stroud better than Bryce Young, but the Panthers and Bryce Young kind of outplayed CJ Stroud and the Texans in this one. The Panthers took it 15 to 13. Bryce Young got his first career win and the Panthers first win on the season and the win in the first matchup between these two quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a ma- bad offensive yeah, game though. First matchup, but probably won't be the last. Um, oh. uh, Carolina's gonna be riding with Bryce Young for a long time, and and while he did look better in this game, he still had left a lot to be desired. I think he had like 220 yards or something, and uh, like one touchdown. Or did he have a touchdown? But um, CJ Stroud, this was a game where he struggled, and the Panthers' defense has been really, really up and down all season. But uh, I, I hope CJ Stroud rides the ship here and gets to a really good game going forward. And uh, I believe in his career uh, for some reason, just didn't have it together this game. Yeah, no, I I agree with what you're saying there. Uh, The Texans' defense took down Bryce Young six times in this one too, so it's it's surprising that the Texans' like offense couldn't pull this one out. Honestly, it really is. Um, I got a little trivia for you for this game though. Ooh, who has the longest streak with at least seven catches per game in Panthers history? Seven catches per game. Is it now Adam Thielen? It is now Adam (laughs) Thielen. Did he pass With Steve Smith? Sticks. No, somehow it's not Steve Smith. It's Adam Thielen. No, he uh, did he did he pass Steve Smith? Do you know? Oh, I I assume it was Steve Smith. I, I'm not sure. Who else? But, but, but I thought Adam that was a Thielen. funny. It's Thielen's in the record books for the Panthers. Who would have thought? Adam Thielen, what a crazy <laughs> career. I mean, he was a D two prospect. 
uh, Division II prospect that went undrafted to the Vikings. He got looked at by two teams, and it was the Vikings and um, Vikings in Carolina. It was Carolina that looked at him as well, and he, he signed with the Vikings because hmm. he was a Vikings fan. And uh, what the career that he made after being a D2 prospect. So, again, there's always a potential future for you if you work hard enough. Yeah, it goes to show that there's always a chance. Let's move to kind of a bad game. The Rams went to Dallas and they got spanked by the Cowboys. And it's a shocking game for me. The Cowboys yeah. took 43 to 20 and Matt Stafford got injured. He hurt his thumb. We're not even sure if he's going to be playing in the, this week. Uh, it was on a two point catch too, which was just weird. Stupid. Yeah. Kind of stupid. Um, your guy, Dak Prescott, <laughs> definitely not your guy but he had a really good game four touchdowns the opposite of my guy he's like my nemesis yeah (laughs) he's the joker Um, to my batman i I, yeah um no uh dak prescott he had a good game uh i mean i'll give it to him he had a he had a very good game uh against a pretty decent defense in la uh and the score of 43 to 20 doesn't even do the game justice the cowboys were up 33 to 3 at halftime uh, so they they definitely pumped the brakes there. This could have been another situation like Miami versus Denver, but it was not. Uh, Grant, I do think LA is a lot better than Denver. Uh, but yeah, the Cowboys Cowboys handled business at their home. They're in on their home turf, and Dak Prescott had a very good game. The connection with him and CD Lamb is on point, uh, and they showed oh, yeah. this game. 158 yards and two touchdowns for CD Lamb. He had a game all uh, in like the first half. Does does this one make you a little nervous for this week? Because I know they're they're playing the Eagles, right? Nah, they're coming to Philly. They're, it's gonna be rough. <laughs> uh, they're not in Jerry. See, they're not in Jerry World. Philly, Philly is gonna murder them. Um, I mean, not necessarily <laughs> the Philly Eagles are gonna murder them. The fans are gonna murder them. Uh, the fans will they not. They're gonna let Literally. them have it. You could see beers flying. You could see some fans coming out in the field. Who knows? Uh, Philly. And it's a wild happen. place, and I know Michael Parsons said he's he's amped, but he's scared for this weekend. The Cowboys' defense looks really good, though. We'll see. Uh, Deron Bland had his third pick six of the season. He only needs one more to tie their record. Not their record, the record. Honestly, um, for I know this is pretty season. bad for holding a show here about football, but I don't even know who Deron Bland is. I didn't either, to be <laughs> honest with you. He's, he's a Cowboys player. I can tell you that. I think he's a safety for the Cowboys. I, I had to look it up, and I didn't write down what position he played. But, yeah, I didn't know who he was either. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Cowboys, like, they were going crazy. They got a safety off a block punt, a big kick return, the pick six. The Rams were basically just struggling in every facet of the game, especially after the Stafford injury. The Rams are now three and five. They are in trouble, whereas the Cowboys are now five and two, and they look kind of dangerous. We'll see. Yeah. This weekend will tell a lot. Uh, but let's push. It will. It will. I called them pretenders once before. We'll see if I do it again after this. Um, let's move, though. The Vikings headed to Lambeau Field, took on the Packers. They lost Kirk Cousins with that in, uh, Achilles injury, but they won the game 24 to 10. They were pretty much dominating the Packers the whole time. The Packers had a slight better chance after Kirk got hurt, but it was too little too late. The Vikings dominated third win in a row without uh, Jefferson. But yeah, losing Kirk Cousins almost certainly, in my opinion, crushes their playoff hopes for the season. Yeah, I think I I agree with that. Uh, Kirk Cousins was playing at borderline MVP level. And uh, you got to imagine Josh Dobbs is not going to play at that level, even though he he is surprisingly pretty good. Um, But 
but Green Bay, Green Bay looked. Um, yeah, I mean they look they looked pretty good to start the season. Love looked good to start the season, but I think at this point, the way he's playing recently, uh, he's playing for his job. He's play, He has to step up because uh, if this continues the rest of the way, those first few weeks are not going to hold him hold his job in place. He is in a in a town and on a team where the lineage of QB play there stretches 40 years off of two guys, yeah. two Hall of big Fame shoes. quarterbacks. He has big shoes to fill. And is he going to fill them? And I think he's playing for that right now. Yeah, I would agree. This is definitely the season that he is, uh, you know, this is his like one shot to to be the starter for the Packers. And uh, right now he's kind of blowing it. Yeah. We'll see. With the QBs that, that are in this draft, I think he's got to perform or else his job's potentially done. Yeah, especially if they have a high draft. Um, the Packers, they are reeling at two and five. This is their this is their fourth consecutive loss. They they keep starting off way too slow to be able to come back into games. Um, and yeah, pretty much everything you said. For the Vikings, though, Daniel Hunter got his tenth sack, leads the league now. Wow. And Cam Cam Akers gave the Vikings their first rushing touchdown of the season. That's kind of sad. <laughs> I didn't realize that they hadn't had a rushing. That's touchdown really yet. sad. It should have kept Cook. <laughs> yeah, literally. Maybe and one of the best running backs in the league and got rid of him. Literally, but he hasn't been doing much with the Jets, but still. That's Brees Hall's territory. Let's, well, let's push. What's that? I said that's Brees Hall's let's territory, push. but let's push. The Saints and the Colts. This was a fun game in Indianapolis. The Colts, I thought they had a chance, but the Saints really poured. They just poured it on in this one. They really figured it out. They won this one 38-27, to and they really just came to life. Derek Carr. Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, Rashid Shahid, who was an undrafted free agent rookie last year. They were really just mopping up the Colts defense in this one. They were going crazy. Yeah, Kamara is really, I, I think he is, if you're looking at fantasy, he's a fantasy steal. He is outperforming his ADP so much. Um, and he's got to be right up there with, I mean, Puka is obviously going to be the fantasy steal. He was undrafted, but uh, Kamara is phenomenal. Um, Carr. Playing great play, uh, play, playing great right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Has had 300 plus yards in three straight games. Um, he's connecting with Michael Thomas. He's connecting with Alave. He's connecting with Shahid. Taysom Hill's making noise. So the offense as a whole has been doing very well. And uh, the Colts have a solid team. The Colts offensively are doing pretty well with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. They're competent enough, but their defense, I think, is where it's lacking. They can put up points. I mean, they put up 30-plus last week against uh, against the Cleveland Browns, who have a good defense, and the Saints have a pretty solid defense as well, and they put up 27. So um, they can put up points, but it's the defense that's going to hold them back. Yeah, and Jonathan Taylor did look better in, in the loss, too, here. So hopefully they can keep it going. Um, the Saints, they're now 4-4. Four and four. Uh, I think they can make some noise if Carr and company can keep playing. My preseason pick for the NSG South. Hey, let's push to Miami. The Dolphins, Pats came to town. We both thought the Dolphins were going to mop up the Pats, take care of business, show them who's boss. And guess what? They did just that. They won 31 to 17. The Patriots lost both of their receivers in this one. Parker and Bourne both went down. Uh, I guess they have a third receiver too, but. Rookie Demario Douglas. Well, Demario Douglas. He's a rookie. Demario Douglas. Mm. Yeah, they, they have uh, Juju too, right? Uh, Juju is non-existent. Juju, um, <laughs> I mean, they, they've been out of favor with Juju for a while. His knee is about to explode. So I don't think he is going to do anything there. 
Um, you might see a little bit more action with their tight ends, Kasiki and Henry. Who knows? Uh, but with those receivers down, you got to imagine they're going to pick up some of the slack. Yeah, the Finns really did good, though. Jill, uh, Waddle and, and Tyree Kill were both running wild. They got Jalen Ramsey back for this one, and he capped off his debut here with a big interception. And uh, I think he is a much-needed individual for this oh, Dolphins definitely. team's playoff hopes. Definitely. And uh, McDaniels, uh, Mike, Mike McDaniel said that he – he was a little bit disappointed because Ramsey promised him a pick six and that pick looked like he was going to run it back. And then he ran out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he had it. No, Ramsey, one of the best corners in the league getting to an off uh, a defense that desperately needed it. So um, Mm -hmm. watch out for the Dolphins come post. Yeah. And the Pats, the Patriots, they hadn't let up a single receiver. They haven't let up a hundred yards to a single receiver all year. They let up two in this one. They could not stop Waddle or Hill at all. Best. And now at, at two and six, at two and six, the Patriots, I think, are pretty much done. Yeah, they should have sold off a bunch of their assets uh, at the deadline and for some reason didn't. I have some trivia for this game as well for you. Go ahead. Yeah, let's go. Uh, so Tyreek Hill, right? He is the quickest player ever to get over a thousand yards in the season in NFL history. And he's on to pre- he's on pace to break whose season record at 1,964 yards. Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson, Megatron, 2012. Do you know who also is on, on pace to break it? Another receiver? A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, your boy. You're doing good at trivia today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's push to New York, MetLife Stadium. The Jets and Giants hit it off, and this was one of the worst games I've ever watched in my entire life. The Jets won it 13-10 to 10 in, in a uh, upsetting game for me. But, yeah, I don't even want to talk too much about this one. It was really gross. The Jets kind of stole a third win in a row. Stinky offense. We hate Zach Wilson. Giants injury rows continue. And, yeah, they traded Leo after the game. So Yeah, not too much to talk about this one. This was a really bad, really disappointing, and really boring game. Um, Giants should have won it. They they missed – Gano missed two field goals, uh, especially the chip shot there at the end of the game. They should have had. So uh, this was a rough game. Rough game. I I won't put you through any more more misery in this. Yeah, there. I think there are more points, more punts than points. So yeah, yeah. Oh, that was um. That's one thing about this game. There was an NFL record set for most punts by two teams in a game, and they're both New York teams. How fun! <laughs> Let's move to Pittsburgh. The Jaguars came to town, and I thought the Pittsburgh defense was really going to be able to hold up and win this one, but the Jags took it twenty to ten. Zay Jones didn't play. Kenny Pickett got hurt, but I think he's playing, and Minka Fitz got hurt as well. It was a really bad weather game, as the, but the Jags and ETN uh, 57 yard touchdown catch did enough, I guess. I don't know what I'm trying to say there, but that's what I have written down. Yeah, for this one, this is an interesting game. I don't think the Jags necessarily really outperformed um, Pittsburgh themselves when when Kenny Pickett was healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. Once Kenny Pickett came out of the game, there wasn't really much offense there at all for the Steelers. And uh, I mean, Mitch Trubinsky, like Kenny Pickett leads a lot to be desired this year. He's still, still growing, but Mitch Trubisky is terrible. He's Very poor showing. Yeah. Um, and the Jags, they put up 20. They have an amazing showing. So uh, I, I kind of blame this one on the injury, but Jags still get a win and they're pulling away in their division. Yeah. Did you see uh, George Pickens like crazy play his touchdown? I didn't see it. No. Oh dude. He, he like caught the ball. And a defender was coming at him from in front and like to the side. And he jumped and those two defenders like ran face first into each other as he jumped over them. And then he like ran to the touchdown. I was like, oh, That's it was crazy. a crazy play. Um, Pickens yeah, makes the, wild catches. Wild yeah, catches. dude, he's talented. 
I think uh, if this team had like Big Ben, like prime Big Ben, they'd be a Super Bowl kill. For sure. But if they had they, like a good QB, Pickett's kind of average. If they had an above average QB, yeah, uh, yeah. they'd be good. I agree. All right, let's move to Tennessee. The Titans took on the Falcons, and this one was pretty fun. It was more fun than I thought. The Titans took it 28-23. to Tannehill was hurt, so we got to see Will Levis in his first career game, the rookie out of Kentucky, and he looked really good. Four touchdowns, and he was, like, unstoppable. He really did. He looked amazing. Uh, no one really thought that he was going to do much in this game. The Tennessee offense hasn't done anything all year. Uh, he had four TDs in this game. Uh and Ryan Tannehill had two passing touchdowns, or at least two total touchdowns prior to this in the entire season. So Will Levis looked phenomenal. He looked really good. Um, I'm excited for what he can do this year for them. Made DeAndre yeah, Hopkins too. relevant this year. Yeah, DeHop had three of those touchdowns. So I'm sure he's very happy to have him now too. I doubt they're going to go back to Tannehill unless Will Levis somehow like goes back a lot from this start. Um, on I'm the other side... On the other side, Desmond Ritter finally got benched after the fifth sack of the game um, and uh, leading with his 12th turnover on the season. They went to Taylor Heineke, and he at least got the ball moving. So hopefully yeah. they see him. Uh, I'd much rather see him than Ritter. Hopefully. We- I know uh, Art Smith kind of said that it was a precautionary uh, benching for Ritter. Um, yeah. But – precautionary to what i mean was he really was he displaying any type of injury precautionary to you're not in the game you want to get him out well what was it what was the reasoning like it it was not that he was hurt um it's that the offense was bad so heineke's yeah. going to give them the best shot to win in a winnable division yeah i think I, well speaking of arthur smith uh rabel be arthur smith in, in, in the return to his uh former coach and uh, I don't know. The Titans, if Will Levis can play like this or even close to this, I think the Titans actually have a chance of making the playoffs this year. Yeah, they got the defense for it. They got Henry, so they definitely could. I have quick trivia. I got another trivia. I'm enjoying we'll it. I'm sorry. I don't know. You might. So Will Levis, right, he had four touchdowns in his first career start. Who was the only other quarterback in NFL history to do that, to do the same, four touchdowns in their first career game? Patrick Mahomes? Incorrect. Oof. It's actually very surprising. It was a for, another former Titan. Vince Young. Marcus Mariota, four touchdowns in his first career wow. game. And guess who replaced Marcus Mariota? Ryan Tannehill. And now Levis is replacing Tannehill. I thought that was kind of cool. Guess Hopefully. who also replaced Marcus Mariota on the opposite side of the ball? Desmond Ritter. Hey, it all it all comes back. It all connects. Crazy. It's, uh, I, I don't know. This seems kind of like the NFL like wrote that one on paper. I don't know. <laughs> But let's move to D.C., the capital. The Commanders took on your Philadelphia Eagles. And like we were saying, the Commanders always play a good game against Philadelphia. But it wasn't enough. The Eagles took it 38-31. to What can you tell me about this one, man? Yeah, this one was pretty rough going into the half. Um, the Eagles were really outplayed by by Washington. They scored going into the half, making it 17-10. to um, But they scored a lot in a lot, not that much of a time. Uh, the Eagles ended up scoring, uh, ended up getting 20 or 35 points in the span of like a minute in the first half and then the third quarter. Mm. Um, so it was it was very quick showing for them, showing how fast they can score. But yeah. I mean, how Sam Howell, he's a good quarterback. Um, I like Sam Howell, yeah. Despite holding the ball too long, he has a lot of potential. Um, if he can get rid of the ball a lot quicker, he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. 
And to put it into frame of reference, looking at Sam Howell compared to what other quarterback in the NFL will have similar passing stats. So let's look at these numbers. I'm not going to say the other quarterback, but Sam Howell passed TDs to interceptions, 13 to 8. The other quarterback, 15 to 8. Pass yards, 2,146 for Howell, 2,258 for the other. Completions, 206 for Howell, 209 for the other. Attempts, 308, 304 for the other. The other QB is a multi-time pro bowler, considered one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Who is it? I think I saw this. I think it was Patrick Mahomes, wasn't it? It is. It is Patrick Mahomes. Um, both had the enemy as the coordinator, but it's crazy that Patrick Mahomes is considered the best quarterback widely considered in the NFL and Sam Howell's numbers to his are nearly identical. Yeah. Granted, Pat Mahomes has, has, has had a few bad games, but yeah, your point stands. Sam he's also Howell a far better done, team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sam Howell, he's, I think he's proving himself this year. I, I think he should have another shot if everything goes poorly for the commanders in the offseason. You know what I mean? He definitely should. Um, Bring in some offensive line for him. Fun little stat from this one. A.J. Brown now has six straight games with 125-plus yards, which is nuts. That's that's how he's on pace with Tyreek Hill to break the record. Um, and, yeah, Smith also did good. But let's push to Seattle. The 12th man was in attendance against the Browns. Seattle took it 24-20 to in a, I don't know, relatively even game. PJ's turnovers for the Browns um, kind of doomed them as Deshaun Watson continues to miss games. And uh, he just doesn't want to play football anymore. He got paid and is just literally. saying, oh, I'm done. Screw it. I'm done. I'm out here. Yeah. He, Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, he's like quickly turning into one of the worst trades in like NFL history. <laughs> this is yeah. it's like, ter- what are they getting for their like 200 something million guaranteed dollars? You know, nothing. And we haven't, I, I mean, I haven't looked at it, but. The trade, the the picks that they traded for Deshaun Watson, what they have, what have they amounted to for the Texans? That's a good question. We should look into that because they've I had bet. some good young players recently. So yeah. I got to imagine a fair share of those are going to be through that that draft. So um, I'm going to take a look at that. We're going to come back on our next recap. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what you find. The Seahawks didn't even really have to look all that good, uh, but Gino hit JSN for the game winning touchdown late, and Bing Bang Boom, the game was over. Seahawks. Up. Yeah, Jazz Sands coming um, out now. He's uh yeah. he's making he's making noise as a rookie receiver now. Yeah, he started to. It's uh it's gonna be fun to see what he can do uh, the rest of the year. But I'm ready to move if you are. I am not too much to go on further on that game. Yeah, let's go to Arizona. The Ravens came to town, and I thought the Ravens were gonna kind of crush the Cardinals, but the Cardinals they're still feisty. They still put up a fight. The Ravens took it in the end, 31 to 24. Marcus Williams got hurt again, or he was hurt already. I don't remember. Um, Gus Edwards, though, went crazy. He had three touchdowns and led the Ravens past the Cardinals. Two weeks in a row for Gus Edwards. Yeah, he has uh, two two very good weeks in a row. And the Ravens are look, looking like serious contenders. They have a good defense. Uh, the offense is putting stuff together, and uh, they look very good. On the opposite side of the ball, on the opposite side of the ball, uh, not too much to go with, right home with, with, uh, with the Cardinals now trading Dobbs. Uh, Kyler Murray should be back then. If that's any indication, I think Kyler Murray's probably going to be back. But – Trey yeah, McBride. They, Trey McBride showed up. They drafted oh, yeah, him in the second sorry, round yeah. last year. So uh he had a great game. I think he had 10 catches on 14 targets. 
100 plus yards, uh, at least at least one touchdown. So uh, he had an awesome game for uh, for the young tight end. Yeah, Trey McBride, finally his breakout game. He looked really good out there, like you said. Uh, Kyler Murray, they originally said he was going to come back in week 10, which wouldn't be this week, it would be the next week. So we might see the rookie Clayton Toon in one game. But as of right now, they aren't sure. We could see Kyler Murray, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, they're probably not going to be that good anyway. But one fun stat from this game, Lamar Jackson is now 17-1 and one against the NFC, which I thought was an insane wow. stat. I don't that's know how that's insane. even possible. Now, what teams has he played? <laughs> I, I I would assume most of the NFC teams, but I don't, that, maybe he just plays the ones every year. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I don't think there's too much further to talk about that game. Let's uh, let's push. Yeah, it was a crazy one. Let's move to Denver in another shock of the week. Yeah, They took on the Chiefs, and uh, yeah, they took them out. 24-9, to Broncos pulled it off. The Chiefs pulled a dud out of their hat without Swift in attendance again. It weirdly seems to be kind of a correlation there. Um, yeah, Jason, Mahomes, Travis Kelsey has like, averages like 45 yards when Swift is not in attendance, and when she is, he's like 130, so... Um, maybe it depends on the matchup. Maybe the matchups happen to be good against tight ends for, uh, for the ones that she is in attendance, but, um, either way, Denver should not have won this game, but it's the Patrick Mahomes flu game. So, um, (laughs) you're going to get that, but, uh, guess what? Michael Jordan won finals appearance with the flu. Well, food poisoning, but still, you're not the first player to play sick. Get over it. No excuses. Uh, Russell Wilson managed the game well, three touchdowns. Um, Broncos D stepped up after. After a horrible start to the year, and Kansas City has had won 16 straight against the Broncos. Maybe the Broncos aren't dead yet. I don't know. I think they kind of might be anyway. But and they were dead on arrival. They play, they can play like this. Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah. Sorry about talking about Taylor Swift like 17 weeks in a row. Hopefully we can <laughs> stop soon. But she just keeps coming up. I don't know what to do about it. It just keeps happening. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move to San Francisco. The Bengals came to town and. Uh, yeah, they're back. The Bengals won at 31 them. to 17. Yeah, um, Debo wasn't there. Trent Williams wasn't there. But one one team here is rising while the other one is falling. The 49ers, third loss in a row. Uh, it's getting concerning as Purdy struggled without some of the star players. McCaffrey still scored, so there's that for him. There's that for uh, like 17 games good. in a row. 17 ran- games in a row tied the NFL record. He's probably um, going to break it next. I will say, uh, here is some more kind of trivia uh yeah it's trivia uh christian mccaffrey trivia compared with another player who is underrated um we've already talked about them today but christian mccaffrey year drafted 2017 this other player year drafted 2017 touches 1618 to 1669 scrimmage yards in their career 9308 9326 touchdowns 71 to 72 Carries 1,150 to 1,204. Rush yards 5,324 to 5,396. Receptions 468, 465. Receiving yards 3,984 to 3,930. McCaffrey is considered the best running back in the NFL at this point. Who is the other player that I am talking about with that stat line? The other player was suspended for the first few games of the season. He was a former best player in the league who people overlook nowadays like you said earlier in the video that is Saints running back Alvin K- 
Kamara. You are correct. You forgot to say who is prior to that. So that's going to be wrong. But no, just oh, kidding. So, uh, so sorry. <laughs> you are completely right. Uh, Alvin Kamara, underrated. He is a phenomenal talent. He continues to be underdrafted in, in leagues. This year, I think he went in the third, fourth round on good cases, sometimes even deeper. So uh, he's putting up numbers of Christian McCaffrey in rounds, rounds later. Um, fantasy value, league value, undervalue. I got him in one of my leagues, and I'm so happy that I have him. Yeah, you're in my league. The 49ers are uh, What's that? You're in my league with him. Yes, sir, I am. I'm killing it in that league. Dude, killing it. I am not. Yeah. In my other league, I literally don't have a win yet. I'm 0-8. It's so sad. That was my fun <clears throat> league. That was uh, my entire team was the Eagles. So <laughs> I ride and die with um, them. They uh, If they perform well, I perform well. If they don't, I don't. So the 49ers now, like I said, their third loss in a row. They are now second in their division under the Seahawks, and they have a much needed bye week coming up. On the other hand, the Bengals are back. Burrow looked near perfect, three touchdowns in this one, and Chase looked good. You Bing. know, um, I'm bringing it back to the preseason. Uh, you called me crazy for it, but I picked the Seahawks to win this division. And the, it could happen. The 49ers to just scrape into the playoffs. So it could happen. It could happen. But let's move to LA. The Chargers, Bears. Chargers took care of business like we thought they would. They won 30 to 13. No Justin Fields, no Nate Davis. Gerald Everett for the Chargers wasn't playing. Tremaine Edwards got hurt in this one for the uh Bears, right? I think. Um, yeah, Herbert and Eckler really just took care of business against a Bajan leg Bears team. Yeah, nothing we so, to like, talk about in this one. It was a game we thought was going to be easily decided, and it was. Uh, Chargers won pretty handedly. Um, I say let's move on. Let's move on, indeed. We're going to move to the last game, Monday Night Football. The Lions, he's very excited. The Lions took on the Raiders. And uh, yeah, they won 26 to 14. They dominated with Jameer Gibbs had a breakout game in this yeah, one. 152 yards and a touchdown. In three leagues. He's very fast. He looked like very he was fast. in fast forward watching him. He should be um, on the, he should be on the Dolphins. Oh my God. Could you imagine? <laughs> that'd be so, that'd be insane. Um, the Raiders though, they were clearly out of their depth here. And if not for Marcus Peters's pick six, they wouldn't have even been like, remotely in the vicinity of Detroit. Yeah, and uh, that's really the way we thought it was going to go going into the game. Um, the Raiders have a lot of talent on their team, and they should be a lot better than they are, and maybe they will be better than they are um, because there's been a – they're apparently cleaning house. Uh, they fired their GM, they fired their head coach, and they fired their offensive coordinator. So uh, in the interim, uh, Pierce, old uh, Giants linebacker, is going to be the head oh, coach Antonio there for, Pierce. Uh, for the Raiders. Giants legend. I love Antonio Pierce. Before uh he's probably the best one of the best linebackers in Giants history. Um very much so helped us win a couple of Super Bowls and uh we get to play against him, a, a team coached by him next week. I'm very excited to see it. Yeah, speaking of this game though, I know you had some ideas about uh about who might replace McDaniels in the offseason and who might be the new new potential head coaching hire there for the Raiders. Uh what ideas do you got for me? Yeah, uh let's start with the team that they just played, the Lions, Ben Johnson, their O coordinator, I think he's for sure getting a head coaching job this cycle, this offseason. And uh, now that the Raiders have an open spot, I think, uh, you know, he might be one of the first guys they look at since he's the one that got their coach fired. That was actually first on my list here uh, was Ben Johnson to be, to take over as head coach. Um, so I think that's a, a really good, really good option. I and mean, that, that Lions offense is filthy. So I uh, definitely mm -hmm. think he's going to be in the looks. And you probably have this guy on there as well. Um, 
Frank Smith with the Dolphins, Dolphins offensive coordinator. Yep. Uh, he should be on there uh, being looked at because that, that Dolphins offense, obviously Mike McDaniel uh, knows what he's doing, but the Dolphins offense is disgustingly good. Yeah, I think Frank Smith makes a lot of sense. He actually was the Raiders tight end coach just a few years ago before he got the Dolphins coordinator job. So he already knows the uh, the owner there. And yeah, I think he's definitely going to get an interview at least. But yeah, he's, he's a, a good one. Uh, another guy I have is, uh, the Steelers D coordinator, Terrell Austin. Uh, the Steelers defense has looked phenomenal this year, in my opinion. And, uh, I think he's going to be getting head coach interviews and, uh, this could be one spot that interviews him. So he's on my list. Yeah. I had, Uh, um, another guy. Defensive coordinator. I had Mike McDonald for the Ravens, uh, as potential option, uh, instead of Steelers. I actually didn't have the Steelers, uh, DC on the, on the list for me, but Mike McDonald, mcdonald i think could uh can make a lot of sense yeah that's a good one i thought about him i didn't end up putting him on my list but he would have been the next guy if i added another person on there uh he makes sense to me as well we're sticking with d coordinators here i think dan quinn cowboys d coordinator if the cowboys don't hang on to him which they've been trying to do for the past couple years now i think uh he is a good candidate to get a head coach job this year and uh yeah the raiders might come calling yeah and um is that is that it do you have uh any more oh i got three more Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to guess to one of them, uh, Eric Enemy. Yeah, he's one uh, of he them should, for sure. He should definitely be on there, and uh, he deserves a coaching job. He's done well for two offenses, the Chiefs and the uh, the Commanders, as we just showed in our, our recent highlight of Sam Howell. But um, I don't know if you have uh, are the remainder two of yours in the college or NFL space? What are they looking at? Yeah, both. I, I do have Antonio Pierce on here, the interim head coach, just because I think he's at least going to get an interview depending on how the season goes for him. Um, but yeah, college. I think you already know who I'm about to say. Who do you think I'm saying with college? Jim Harbaugh? Yep, Jim Harbaugh. It uh, it definitely depends on if the NCAA uh, you know, suspends him or whatever they choose to do because he, he did get in trouble for, I guess, stealing signs or whatever. But uh whatever you know he's been trying to get he's been trying to get into the nfl for a couple years now back and uh i think with everything going on with michigan and with the ncaa i think this year might be the perfect time for him to come back yeah i think he makes a lot of sense um if not the raiders somebody yeah somebody i think harbaugh is gonna make his way back to the nfl and i'm pumped for it because the harbaugh bowl was like my favorite Super Bowl minus. Well, if you went to the Raiders, he wouldn't be in the Super Bowl with them because against his brother. He could could play the AFC Championship. Imagine if he went to the Browns. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. Can Stefanski? Let's go. Browns Ravens Harbaugh (laughs) game. Two Harbaugh games a year. I'm ready for it. There you go. He could whip Uh, Deshaun Jack uh, Watson into shape. Who's the who's the last guy? Nah, he would he wouldn't he would wave Deshaun Jackson and just go ahead and get JJ McCarthy. (laughs) He probably would. I think JJ (laughs) would leave. For the NFL, if Harbaugh left, I think he would. Uh, the last guy was Antonio Pierce. Okay, okay, last was Antonio Pierce. Gotcha. All right, um, yeah, yeah. I don't think this year. I think uh, I think Deion Sanders will definitely be in the head coaching talk. Uh, I don't think this year though. I think he has some unfinished business with Colorado, and his son already said he's going to come back to Colorado, uh, likely. So I think he uh, really wants Colorado to kind of make some noise and build that program a little bit before it comes through. I just realized that it got extremely dark on my end. It just <laughs> got really dark. I like the light there. Uh, it's like you're just putting the fire in front and just like, kind of start a, like a, like a Kumbaya chant or something. Yeah. With my, with my Glock, with <laughs> my Tommy gun rather. 
Um, but yeah, that, that rounds it up for us. Uh, if you liked what you saw, please like, comment, subscribe. If you thought, you know, we said some crazy stuff, let us know in the comments. Tell us that we're wrong. Um, Fred, where can people find us? You can find us on, obviously, YouTube right here. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, whatever it might be. Uh, check us out on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Instagram, we're highlighting uh, waiver wire ads, uh, stardom sit-ins with the red light, green light. So really, anywhere you get entertained, check us out. That covers it all. Flea Flicker Nation, flea bags. It's been fun. Until next time, peace. All right, can I get this damn mask off now? Yes. Absolutely.